Hey, think you know which way it's going to go? Make your bet at Sports Interaction, whatever your sport. Sports Interaction has you covered pregame. Live betting on all major sports and, of course, prop bets. Who doesn't love those? Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Nailing the Apex with Tim Haraney on SDPN. And this is sort of episode two of our Drive to Survive reaction sort of series. And we're going to react to every single episode and kind of go through it. Uh, this episode two was really the Mercedes episode. It starts with Toto and Susie Wolf at Harvard. Um, you know, they... They've just, they've won the driver's championship. They, Sorry, they've won the team championship, lost mm-hmm. the driver's championship. Mm-hmm. You know, Toto finishes that fourth season off by saying, there's a target on everyone's back. You know, like that. <laughs> you guys remember that? And then you got a new driver too. Like, Funny thing about that. You saw he was wearing that black, like, turtleneck. Yes. And, okay, so that's the day... Um, I want to say, so 2022, I hate going back to 2022, or sorry, 2021. Brutal. <laughs> uh, so a couple, I think, I can't remember how many days it, it, it was that they, you know, Mercedes came came out and actually had a press conference because they didn't really say anything after that race, and Lewis didn't say anything until the next season. Yep. So Total was kind of like the voice of all that. And I remember it was, I got I got invited to a, a press conference Um with Toto and it's kind of like you for for us over here in Canada it was it was probably about five in the morning I had to like I pulled it up and you know got my questions ready and then all of a sudden Toto shows up I and mean, there's like this gun gun metal background behind him and he's got the the black turtle neck on and mm-hmm. I was like well this is serious yeah, yeah. <laughs> means business he's upset yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think I actually think that was the exact same day oh, wow. that he he did that press conference and then I also think he did that that Try one right after because because when I look at the clothing I'm like very similar so I was yeah, just interesting story. Very well. He's all usually wearing the Tommy Hilfiger like button up shirt, right? So right. you can tell when it's not. He's a well dressed man. He sure is. Oh, yeah. He sure man. is. Now, um, I, I guess you know what kind of pressure is Mercedes on at the beginning of that seat? You can tell that you know in Harvard or whatever he you know he really wants to win. Uh, but what kind of pressure are they under bringing in a new driver and? hoping to get Lewis an eighth world title, which they ultimately didn't get. Quite a bit. I mean, you have to understand that you're going through this big regulation change. You just came off of an emotional 2021 like championship, and you have to make sure that you nail the regulation so you can go back and compete against your rival and this time beat them. And so they go to testing in Spain, and they had one iteration of the W13. And then I remember waking up um, uh, in 2022 on the eve of the Bahrain Grand Prix weekend and seeing pictures of this W13 now with these different side pods and the car looked totally different. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. what is that? And I'm like, they've either got something that's just going to kick everyone's butt or... They've got something mess. that's a mess. Right. And turns out it was a, it mess. Was a mess. Yeah. But and, at the time when you see it, like, I don't know if you guys remember, it was, um, I want to say, okay, it was either 2020 or 2021 when, when they brought uh, DAS uh, on board, the uh, DAS system where the driver pulls the steering wheel a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. of, the, of the wheel or whatever. That yeah. broke the racing internet that day that oh, that yeah. video surfaced on preseason testing when they saw Lewis Hamilton <laughs> just pulling back on the wheels a bit and the tires going 
Yeah. Everyone's cool. just like, whoa. <laughs> so it's like one of those things where it's like, whoa, look at this car. They've got something, right? So mm-hmm. that that was, I just I just remember that a lot. From and that the season. the porpoising was the main storyline yeah. of that car, right? It's, it's the bouncing that they couldn't solve, but everybody else found a way to solve. Yeah. And that's what was kind of at the crux of the issue. But it, it just wasn't a fast car at any point. And they made big changes coming out of Silverstone or into Silverstone, but it never really caught up all season. And we, I don't know when we're going to get to the big, big moment. Oh, for... That's the back half of this episode. So that's okay. five minutes okay. from now. That, I'm saving half this episode for the team principal meeting. Because that might be my favorite moment in the entire yeah. series we're, this, we're just, this season. We're just warming up to that right okay. now. Okay. Um, I, so I, I guess, I guess the first thing is, you know, the, the a minor storyline in this is George Russell yeah. and his integration into the Mercedes team. Obviously, he's a Mercedes driver, and he is a very unique personality. Lewis Hamilton, a very unique and very mature personality, uh, but both extraordinarily competitive. And there was going to be a lot of questions about would they get along. Yeah. George lacks a little personality. You think? He's a, he's a little hoity toity. Oh, wow. he, he is British rich guy. And that that and he comes but, across that way. But I, I wish he would show any semblance of like normal guy. Yeah, he is hoity toity is my best word to describe George Russell. I think the, one of the great things about George though is that he he just owns who he is. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, like he just embraces. Oh, yeah. the, Seems very type A. He can't that, be yes. anybody but yeah, George. Yeah, yeah. is the thing. I remember I sat down and did a I did a one on one with him back in twenty. 2019 and I just remember George like telling me some of the stories about how he got into Williams like he put together this PowerPoint presentation that he took into Claire Williams was like look Claire this is why I deserve and need to be in your car and this is what I'm going to bring and the percentages I'm going to bring yeah extremely young I don't know what he was probably like maybe 19 or 20 years old but going into Claire Williams's office and like telling her why you need to be in the car and then putting on a PDF like PowerPoint presentation is pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. No, I mean, it sounds like George Russell. Yeah, it, it's it's. I respect that. Mm. I, I respect that. If, if I thought that was going to give me a chance of getting into an F one car, yeah, you bet I'm going to do it. There are certain personalities that would jump into a team like that and go, "Man, I hope Lewis Lewis Hamilton will be open to mentoring me." George doesn't seem like the kind of guy who needs that. No, he went in there and he felt like he belonged from the beginning. Right, like this is where confidence. I should be. So how did that work? How's the what's the dynamic between those? So they're they actually um, they work quite well together. Uh, both of them do. Um, you know, I caught up with every year. I I always I talk to George quite like frequently uh, through you know press conferences and, and interviews and stuff. And we were at the Canadian Grand Prix, and I sat down with him and was kind of just saying like, "Hey, like you were at Williams." And now you are working with a seven-time <laughs> Formula One world champion, one of the greatest drivers of all time. I'm like, what is that like? And he's like, I'm extremely privileged. He's like, this is an incredible opportunity. Like learning from Lewis, who was his hero as a kid, is like. I love the pictures of them together yeah, when Lewis awesome. is at McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> George yeah. is like there in this book, like <laughs> little guy. Yeah. Looks this? exactly the same. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and this is where this whole. Thing with like F1 and driver rivalries, it's it's kind of like coming into 2023, you know, George is coming off a great season in a car that's not very good mm-hmm. and Lewis isn't. And how is Lewis going to handle working with George for a second season if George is outperforming him again? And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but 
we've seen in the past, you know, Lewis has never always gotten along with his teammates. Well, ne- notably Nico Rosberg. <laughs> yes. And Valtteri Bottas seems like a kind of guy he who gets it, along. He, but, but, yeah. but then again, there's that dynamic of like Valtteri was eventually kind of understood like um, driver number two. You have to be number George two. Is not no. gonna He's not going to accept. And we saw that, like that. In, this, in this season, there isn't a Brazil episode for George. Like there's no yeah, was, George wins episode yeah, in the right. entire in the entire season. Great point, Jesse. <laughs> I mean, I remember saying to my girlfriend, like, they did George dirty. Right, like, yeah. They needed the show and, to get his first win. And like that would have <laughs> illustrated the point that he ha- he did have a better season than Lewis. Lewis did take on some of the issues with the car. Yeah. Like oh, they absolutely. Did, the they did a the lot yeah, yeah, yeah. of the testing with Lewis's yep. car, yep. and he took that on. So that's that's on him, I guess, if if we want to yep. give that to him the the courage to do that. But George did outperform him a lot of a lot. Well, of he was Mister Reliable. Like yeah. wait, the most top five finishes right up like the mm-hmm. first 10, 10 races, yeah, and he crazy. won. Won and he race. won a race. He won in Brazil. So yeah. then, so then, so how did Lewis? Because you see that clip, and I remember actually watching that. Because that got a lot of play of Lewis almost being ready to like throw in the towel, race seven, race eight, something like that. Like guys, and they're like Lewis keep pushing. <coughs> he ends up in the points. Those points end up mattering in, in their race against Ferrari. It's why they were in it at the end. Um, how close was he to retiring? And how? And I, I hesitate to use the word fragile, but how kind of over it was Lewis to start last season? I don't think we saw a one hundred percent. You know Lewis Hamilton because as a as a champion and as much as he's won, that has to be a huge setback when you have a poor car, you can't even compete for wins, you can barely and you feel like you were robbed the season before, right? And your teammate who's brand new to the team is racing well, is racing yeah, driving very well. I mean that's that's gotta like take a little bit of the, the the wind out of your out of your sails, but I think for. I think for Lewis as a whole, it was tough. Like, it was really hard. I mean, he's, I'm trying to think, like, he's he's never had a season where he's not won. That was the first time. Yeah, was first I mean, year. that's, uh, for him, it seems like he's been he's, in Formula One for a long time. If he's not competing for the absolute top, then why is he doing it? You know, it feels like when he's out there and he's not competitive to win the race, he seems frustrated because that's the only thing he needs to be doing and at I think, this point. I think, like, one of the, the important things for Lewis that season was, there were signs of progress that the car yeah. was getting better. And I think mentally that helps a lot as an athlete where you actually start to see that progress happening and you kind of get those good vibes starting to come back. And then you, that translate into more positivity with, then you can put it into your work, which then translates and it's just like this big circle and it's a good one. And I think for, for Lewis that needed to happen. And I think it probably didn't until, Oh man, I want to say maybe race nine or ten, maybe after the Canadian Grand Prix, mm-hmm. because they were dealing with so much uh, porpoising issues and stuff like that. And, and it was just at that point the team was just looking in the mirror, like we don't even know what to do with this thing at this right. point. So if I think for for Lewis that was a big thing of seeing the progress, and and, and then you start to see the performances, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Lewis Lewis ended up out qualifying George. Um, at the end of the season, yeah, the Almost, driver it, it kind of flipped yeah. by the end of yeah, it. Exactly. Lewis pulled ahead of George, yeah. but like I, I think Lewis sticks around for number eight. Like I think he he does this as long as he can to try and get as many cracks of the can he can. Look at Fernando at number eight. You know, I think like it, good point. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you look at it, what what is he? He's around thirty eight. Mm-hmm. I think. I think with this uh, with this season, it's very important for Mercedes because if 
you don't see any signs of progress and you haven't clawed back a ton of performance with this car philosophy that you're still kind of sticking with. It's really only lasts about two years car philosophies. And then you got to start from ground zero again. And then you have another regulation change 26. in 2026. Yeah, huge one, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, if you're Lewis Hamilton, what do you do? Because essentially it's kind of like, okay, well, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't stick around here for like three more years, you know, just fighting for top fives. I mean, yeah. I have to like, we're, I got to win. I got to get this eighth world championship. And yeah. I think if they, if 2023, there's a lot of progress that happens and they actually start fighting for victories, which I think they will later on in the season, then yeah, you know, I could see him battling for, for an eighth world title in 2024. Yeah. To do the comparison to the other sports, Lewis Hamilton doesn't care about draft picks. That no. doesn't help him right now at all. <laughs> yeah. Every year has to be about winning a championship exactly. or nothing. Yeah. 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 No, 100%. Now, the biggest scene from this episode is the team principal <laughs> meeting called by, you know, FIA boss uh, Stefano Dominicelli. Um, and the big scene is Toto Wolf saying to all the team principals, um, <laughs> something needs to be done about this porpoising. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and if somebody gets hurt, I'm coming after <laughs> all of you. And then Christian says, hey, if you got a problem with your car, Fix your fucking car. <laughs> so that is the oh two Titans rock em, sock em robots head to head. <laughs> what do you make of something like that? And what do you know about that particular yeah. team principal meeting? So this is coming off the back of Baku. So the Azure, Azerbaijan Grand mm -hmm. Prix where, you know, there was a ton of porpoising. And then we saw those shots of Lewis having trouble, like getting out the of the car. The old man shots out of the car yeah, where exactly. his back is killing him. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I remember... Um, you know, the next race up was was Canada. And it was like immediately following. And, you know, I the drivers in particular, Mercedes drivers, they did put a lot of pressure on the FIA and so did the, so did Mercedes about like, hey, safety of the driver, this porpoising issue and whatever, whatever. But the a lot of the other teams had solved it. For for Mercedes, I think it had a lot to do with where they had the ride height of the car, where if the ride height was just a little bit higher, they probably wouldn't suffer so much porpoising, but then they wouldn't have the performance. Yeah. If they had have had the ride height really low, which they did for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, that's where they got the most amount of porpoising. So for them, it was trying to understand where can we run this car where we get great performance and we don't get so much um, porpoising in, in, in killer drivers. <laughs> They were worried about the driver's health, yeah. like full stop. And so going to the FIA and just saying like, hey, we need you guys to take a look at this. Like, what can we do and blah, 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 blah. And then by the time we got to Canadian Grand Prix, there was um, there was this uh, there was this release I had gotten from the FIA, like we all did. And it had to do with, uh, I think it was a technical directive. I can't remember what the number, what, what, the, what the number of it was, but it had to do with raising of the ride height of the cars, which we see this season. And we saw a little bit of it after summer break last season. And that was a big problem with like the team, team personnel, team principals, because it's like, well, hey, we figured it out. Yep. You guys haven't. This mm -hmm. is your, like, it's, this your, is your it's a you problem. Mm -hmm. You know, team principals are right. You know, they've, they've, they've got a point. And that's what led to this uh, exchange that happened during this team principal meeting, which I wasn't too far from. And uh, you, we 
saw like a little glimpse of what it actually Christian makes was. reference. Is this for the cameras or yeah. is this for? Yeah, I was shocked that the cameras were in the room. For oh that. yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Like it was unbelievable oh, that yeah, we were 100%. sitting there watching this meeting because they came out of that, and I remember speaking with you know a representative for one of the teams, and they were just like, "Hey, like the." cameras for like netflix were in there and it yeah. got really spicy oh, <laughs> i don't think it was supposed to be like that no yeah. and and as as i mentioned in our previous episode for episode one gunther steiner the protagonist of the series had to start off that meeting with jokes about uh being in class and <laughs> yeah. poking fun and he wouldn't keep shut when the fia boss is trying to get the meeting yeah. started like, hey, sitting there, and he has to shush him Protagonist in the series every time. So, so what did we miss from that meeting? What else did? What else went? Was it? Did it, did it get? It just was probably heated. A lot yeah. of yelling, I think. Mm-hmm. I, think we, it, I think we probably missed a lot of that. Is what I think. What I think is fascinating too is sort of the hierarchy of team, team principles. Yep. Because you notice who's talking and who's not. You got Mattia, who's like, I'm not gonna say, and and Mattia comes up a little bit later when they talk about the the cap overage, which we can talk about in that episode, but. Matias saying a little bit, and he's a little bit like, whoa, 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 why are you coming after me? Christian, of course, is going to say something. <laughs> Toto, of course, is going to say something. Zach Brown's involved. But you see, and Gunther obviously gets shushed at the beginning. But Fred, <laughs> Gunther, Franz, um, uh, who's the Williams boss again? Um, at the time, it was Joe Scapito. Joe Scapito. Those guys are saying nothing. <laughs> it's because because it seems like there's a top five and there's a bottom five. And they're just kind of like, well, our fight's not with them. Yeah. So why do we need why to get in, Yeah, why do mm-hmm. we need to get involved in this conversation? I mean, I think at the end of the day if it comes down to the the TD like I had mentioned, I think there's there was probably more team principals getting involved uh in that conversation for sure. Uh because it would have actually affect them as well, right? Mm-hmm. And you would have to think they're looking out for the best interests of their teams. So I I don't I don't necessarily like we didn't see like all of that. Yeah. Uh, we saw the meeting and exchange. Though. We saw I from my understanding it was like and it's I I believe it's written somewhere like it was like we saw like bare minimum of what it wow. actually was. Like apparently it was Did, is that something below. that can split the grid? Cuz for you know there's three cars yeah. using Ferrari parts, there's four I think three or four using Mercedes parts. Are they on like is there like an ally ship there or is it just that's a transactional relationship? Uh, there there, ha- there 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 is a little bit of an an ally ship, but I think at the end of the day you have to you have to do what's best for your team, mm-hmm. right? And I think it, it depends on um these team principals can vote on things, uh, can vote rules in, vote you know rules out, or you know vote uh, other little things that happen within Formula One. And I don't know, maybe if you're a team principal, this is what I would do. If I'm a team principal and I own two teams, I'm going down to the other team, being like, "Hey, make sure you put your vote on this because that's what <laughs> we're doing." That's what I would do if I'm if I'm a team principal for sure. Yeah, I I wonder if Toto regrets that moment getting into that screaming match on camera and with everybody yeah with everybody on the grid and and even like when he gets a little petty where he's like i printed out what checo said <laughs> you know and he's like i haven't i haven't printed out you know like i wonder if he regrets that being out there <laughs> or if he he owns that moment i yeah that's a great question i i don't know like total's pretty smart mm-hmm. and He's really he he's well spoken. So if he's gonna say something and if it's in the heat of the moment, I mean I'm sure he's probably thinking about the words that are, you know, coming out of his mouth type deal. I mean I think he he may have gotten in a bit of hot water. I think last season what was it Saudi or Saudi Arabia maybe? I can't remember which race it was. It had to do with the was it Saudi Arabia or was it Singapore? I think it was a deal with the 
cost cap breach or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm sure we'll, we can get into that in the later episodes because mm-hmm. yeah. we're going episode by episode. But um, yeah, I mean, usually Toto's pretty pretty good with. Yeah, he, it's, yeah. it's like he sort of goes high, Christian for, for sure will go low. Yeah. yeah. And that's you. So yeah. it was interesting to see those roles sort of yeah. reverse. And, and <laughs> Christian going low, this is, this. I think, believe it's in this episode where he, Christian is talking about Mercedes to the camera and he laughs. <laughs> Do you, do you remember yeah. that cackle oh, he, he gives? And he, you can see him visibly holding in the laugh, trying not to get out there. But he's like, and Mercedes, <laughs> they're struggling this year, and they've never been in that point. And he gives off this big kind of evil cackle. Mm-hmm. And he's he relished, I think That's he great. relished oh, last year and how that went for the team. He's great television, though, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Appointment viewing, I think. Absolutely. And and obviously this season is too. So uh, that is episode two. We will be back with episode three probably tomorrow. Posted it day by day. <laughs> Drive to Survive Reaction on uh, with Tim Haraney, newly of SDPN.